and welcome to Ride the Omnibus. I'm your host, Ariel Basca, and today I'm speaking with filmmaker Darlene Ponce about her film, Stellar, an indigenous imagining of our apocalyptic climate crisis. I'm delighted to be able to talk to you about your film, Stellar. I would love to talk about the inspiration for your film and where, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of your ideas came from. I love this idea that's peppered throughout the film about indigenous knowledge and systems of change in certain kinds of ways that I think come through it really beautifully in the experimentation that you do within the film. And I wondered if you could talk a little bit about where a lot of the ideas for the film came from. So Stellar really came from this idea of around, I was, I was, you know what I mean? I often talk about this idea of like, at the time, my husband and I were really weren't connecting. And um, so I wanted to talk about these, like, you know what I mean? Just like this, these two people trying to connect and while, you know what I mean? Kind of being a little messed up, uh, you know, these characters, it was come from a short story. I was thinking about like, you know what I mean? These two characters that are just a little messed up from his, you know, their own histories, their own uh, colonization, all of the trauma that they've been uh, surrounded by, but then also the things that they are, you know what I mean? In a relationship and, or wanting and desiring. So that's where it kind of came from is, is that idea of that kind of trying to connect while everything is coming at you. Mm-hmm. And these two people really just not having any kind of chances I love your cast as well. Your lead. I think I saw her in Night Walkers last year. Yes. Yeah. Night Raiders. Night Raiders. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, Elamaya is so amazing. She's also um, a director, writer, director, on, um, and has um, this beautiful um, documentary right now about empathy um, that's out in her community, uh, about her community. And um, also, as, yeah, so she, when we we were really lucky when she said yes to it um because we just knew that this character speaks without speaking you know what i mean and 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 so when alamaya comes on this to the screen she has just this grace and this beauty that is just like amazing so we're really lucky that we um got a chance to work with her and just to really see more and understand of more of what she does and just having just such a command of um the way she speaks to the camera you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. speaks to um he which is really beautiful so it becomes another level of kind of like allowing the viewer to come in and, and 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 feel um the story yeah and where did the idea for the meeting between them like I know it's based on a short story can you can you kind of summarize what the short story is yeah yeah so the short story was about these two people connecting but I at the same time I was thinking about um environmental issues around in my community so I'm from a um um, an um, Anishinaabe an Ojibwe community um reserve in northern Ontario Canada and um for over a hundred years there's been mining in our area. So that's kind of always been socially, environmentally as indigenous people. Um, we've been having to deal with that as part of our, the colonization, but as part of that contact. 
And so I was thinking about where did that, so there's the, the history of, of our area billions of years ago was is that a meteorite struck. It was, you know, it was all sand and, and water. And then the meteorite struck a billion years ago. And it started to create with the land that we have. And what happened was, is that within that meteorite, um, all the iron, all the riches of the minerals and iron ore came up to surface. Then so when the water came back after that meteorite, so it was like fire, all the rocks melted, water went out, water came back and melted all of that rock. And then so all of those minerals were on the surface. And so when, when Canada you know what I mean, was started the railway and our community in that area, they just had to do like one little pick into the ground and then they saw all of the copper and iron ore. Um, So we became one of the largest um, mining areas in Canada and and some, and at one time the world. And so now we are um, dealing with that and we all that's always going to be our backstory so i wanted that meteorite to be able to that they're part of them and part of their story as it's part of my story as it's part of everybody in that area's story and how the land um also you know what i mean it's kind of like it's like we're talking about like if we protect the land we can protect ourselves and we can find ourselves in those stories and find love and but like and that kindness but yeah so it's a long story short is is that it's the meteorite falling and it the story comes along with the meteorite falling the fire the water and then the new land Mm -hmm. and i love the juxtaposition you have between both the way that white people come into the bar and express their concern over what's happening and <laughs> so forth. And then, and then having them share a laugh over like, it's just cycles of change. And is that authentically how you feel about it at this point? Or is there a deeper anger there? Well, you know, it's hard because like we're, we're trying to, and find our way into the the idea like we're trying to move forward um and looking at the past and with all of our sovereign acts all of our sovereign moves we are rising we are surviving and that but there's still there's still this um you know there's still a lot of anger there's a lot of frustration um and a lot of inequality and so when all of that happens you know what i mean tensions rise and then we're looking at the past in a a certain way you know if we could create a balance if we can create where we understand and um you know the whole land back um, movement the the idea is that people understanding where and what territory they're standing on and that history complete history and in Canada, a lot of people don't know their complete history. And mm-hmm. um, and that is where all of that really, like, a lot of frustration comes in. And we're still getting moments in where, you know what I mean, people are so racist and so ignorant and so, you know, disconnected around their own, you know, what's around them. So those tensions are always there. And I think, you know, until we start really changing our um, education system, our, yeah. you know, daily, our daily kind of like newspapers and 
uh, like, you know, and just a people's worldview of understanding, just like understand your history. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I think it becomes the humility around that, that you can understand why people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what, they, what rights people have. Yeah. yeah. And I love that conversation you have in the film with the professor who's sort of representing all of the levels of education and the way that they have to decolonize their thinking. They even directly call that out in the film because there is this process that everyone has to go through where they admit that everything in higher ed is entirely constructed upon the notion that whiteness is superior and therefore you have to completely figure out how you're going to tier the knowledge that you've gained and question and interrogate what you know. And I I love that sequence and I really wish I could pull it out and play it for my audience. But, um, but I, <laughs> I, I wondered for you when you were writing that, is there a strong sense of what has been wrought? I mean, obviously there are so many stories in Canada specifically of schools that have really wreaked genocide on the people of various tribes around the nation. And this anger at educational systems that both oppress and lift up as this sort of tension. I just wonder, you know, how do you, how do you square that circle? Like, is, is there a solution? Yeah, no, I don't think there's a solution. And I think it's something that we honestly have to talk about for the rest of our lives and, and, uh, and, and really understand you know, my father's went to residential school, you know, our situation when I was young, we were forced into a Catholic school system. And so we had no choice, you know, so essentially, I went to a day school. So um, when we talk about re- those the residential schools and, and, and that whole system, yeah, it was complete oppressive, you know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. wanted to remove literally the Indian out of the child. And, and, and part of that system, you know what I mean? residential school started was is to remove the child remove the Indian but then because their focus was on the land um so if you know if you can break it you know but they couldn't break us and you know what I mean as much as they tried to steal that bond we still survive and so we are evolving and changing every day and and the strength is within the people in the community and we're building that. And a lot of people are coming home, you know what I mean? Families that were, you know what I mean? Taken away, children who were taken away are finding their way back into the communities. Our communities are, are building um, together to, you know what I mean? To really, to, to, to give everybody that sense of home, you know, our culture and our traditions are coming back and the ones that stayed and that are connected are there every day. So, but Canada and I think the world like really kind of fundamentally, I, you know, I kind of want people to understand there's a, like, I think, you know, within the film is, is what I'm trying to say is, is that we can't live on this earth and not understand our responsibility mm-hmm. and 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 we just can't continue to take and take and take so 
uh, you know what I mean? If we look at our histories, there's like everybody's just been taking, taking, taking and without any responsibility. And so that's what we're putting on Canada right now, specifically that way I can speak to is, is that this is, you know what I mean? This is what was taken and like be aware. And, um, you know, there's still communities that still have, you know what I mean? No clean water, you know what I mean? Drinking water, boil advisories for over 26 years. You know, I walk down this, you know what I mean? I can come from my community and go to an, you know what I mean? Just in the city of Sudbury and the complete privilege that people have. And so when I, you know, and going back to that education system and going back to that conversation was, is that looking at that privilege that that professor has mm-hmm. and, and, and that idea is, is that, oh, you know, you poor little Indian, just take it, get over it. You know what I mean? Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, or telling him, you know what I mean? Trying to tell him how to feel. And that's, you know, and he's like, no, stop. You know what I mean? My mom worked hard for this. This is, this is where you stop telling me, you know what I mean? How to be and, and what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a very confrontational scene as it takes place in your film, but I think it's very necessarily confrontational and I haven't seen anything like it really having Mm. that conversation in that explicit a way. Yeah. And I love that in there. I also love, you know, the notion that the characters are carrying the reservation with them inside at all times and the way that that comes to life within the film as well, because there's this idea that you're constantly carrying your aunties with you or, you know, (laughs) the people who've, who've protected you and so forth. But, but I think equally like one thing that, that I kept wondering about in terms of the language of the film was that's where a lot of the other characters whose internal lives appear a little more distressed, shall we say, like the bartender, for example, <laughs> you know, the, the question is, are they feeling the taking of their ancestors inside their bones, whereas the other characters are not feeling that same weight? Yeah. When those characters, especially the one who's like, you know, he's like effing Indians, it's like those, that's, that's what I hear every day. You know what I mean? It feels mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Just like people so disconnected uh, and, and racist, but they're so disconnected from themselves, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I know it's not like, it's not about me being indigenous. It's about them being, you know, completely right. lost. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know what I mean? I've learned over the years to not take those things, you know what I mean? Um, it still hurts and it's still, you still deal with it, but you know what I mean? But yeah. And I think, I think the strength of those, the, the two characters, he and she, why they can still even know that everything's coming at them, you know what I mean? Their past, you know, you saw their, their hurt, you saw, you've heard their pain, and then, but they do like those aunties carry with them all of that land, all of that, you know what I mean? Those songs, they are the people and they, and even know that they're in these cities and they're living this life that that is what they are held up by. Yeah. Yeah. And that there's all of that beauty that surrounds them forever, as long as they carry it inside of them. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
And it's so gorgeously mm-hmm. rendered in this film. Like your cinematography <laughs> is absolutely stunning. It is yeah, out of this world. Yes. Thank you. No, it's so beautiful to have the chance and the opportunity to create those, that imagery and, and, and to the, to like the bar, like, well, we always knew and it's, you know, from the moment from you write something and you create something to like the moment you walk into a set and you're like, whoa, it's changed. But once we put that camera in that bar, like it, it changed in a, in a really positive way. Um, but I always knew that these, like, there's, there's like this, like, dirty kind of calmness about the dive bars sometimes that you know that <laughs> that just like that reality you don't want to be there forever you know what I mean but you just there's this beauty kind of like this 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 yeah this beauty that I always see and so um I knew that like I had I loved this idea of like this small little dive bar these two people and then all of what's in their brains and all of what's in their you know what I mean memories and then that visualization of just yeah yeah and the and and the way that it plays out like a silent movie for the first half of it too is really quite stunning as well yeah i love characters it's funny i do enjoy writing dialogue but i do i love that these characters and i kind of knew and that's what's so special about elamai and Braden, um because they can hold there's something about like you know actors when and and people who like come onto a frame and they're telling a story already so you don't need them to you don't need a that exposition you don't need them to tell you their histories you just kind of feel it and you know it and so when elamaya walks into that bar you know she delivers those that history and so she those silence becomes more of her story in a really beautiful way and that, you know, we are just so, just so lucky that we get to work with actors like that because she's just like that power that she, she evokes on screen. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful to work with. Yeah. yeah. And it's really stunning also to see the way that you play with language in the background too, so that mm-hmm. you know, they're both, they're both speaking the same language, but then you also see it written in neon in the background. That almost strikes me as a very like political act. I love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, but were there people who were like, you want to do what now? <laughs> I'm just curious. Yes. I'm just curious. During a pay. You want to do that during a pandemic. So, yeah. So, and especially that window, you know what I mean? That window was a lot of like, you know, so originally it was like, maybe we're going to just like project through it because we also had projections. So we we're like rear screen projections. And um, and then like the day of, like the last day kind of when we were doing, I think we had like when they were, I was like the day before we started shooting, we're like, okay, it's green screen. <laughs> yeah, that's how quick <laughs> everything was. And so we just really... I was like, okay, to like, you know what I mean? The technicians and to my camera and to um, Matthew, the cinematographer, I was like, all right, we're going for this. Let's get this right. It and works so, so well, yeah. though. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's amazing to hear it was very much by the seat of your pants, but I think that's all of filmmaking, <laughs> right? Like it, it can't help but it is. be. Yeah, and that's the beauty of the collaboration, right? This is that we knew that we had a hundred thousand conversations about this, 
and I know his work. I trust his work. You know what I mean? And I, and then I started talking to the VFX guy and I was like, okay. And then I was like, okay, no matter what I trust collaboration is going to work. And then you start seeing it. And then I started seeing like how, how these, this window is, is like part of their story. And I was like, kind of always that window was going to be another layer. And Mm -hmm. so it became, when it became green screen, because it was kind of like going to be just like, kind of like you saw the outside and we could do some like more kind of like magic realism. But when we went within that screen, that magic realism really popped out. And so those magical moments could be more of what's in their, you know what I mean? Their memories. And so like that deer, um, when you first see it, the water, the fish, you know what I mean? Like all of those things that are them. And then, being able to tell the story of what's happening outside. Yeah. So it's quite fun. I'm like, and I'm, yeah, I'm so happy that it worked out that. Yeah. No, and it's last minute choices. (laughs) And it's so stunning to, to see those juxtapositions too, because a lot of the footage that is there, you see in other contexts as well, but it's, it's still looking at the juxtaposition of the dive bar and those images is is really what makes it so fascinating, I think, and really tells the story really effectively. Thank you. Yeah. And that's the beauty of like these two people in a contemporary world, right? Mm -hmm. And then with their history and their connected history and then just the history of them and their people and their ancestors that are always walking with them. So, yeah, that dive bar. (laughs) (laughs) no it's 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 quite brilliant but um i want to thank you so much for having a conversation about your work Mm -hmm. and uh sharing all of that i really appreciate it very much thank you thank you so much linda and thank you all right well thank you so much all right bye have a great day you too thank you for listening And thank you for taking a moment right now to reflect with me on the history of the land you are listening on now. Whether you are stuck in traffic or sitting in your office chair, take the time to look up whose traditional lands you are on now and what treaties govern those territories. I record this podcast on the site of lands stolen from the Manahoac people. I am grateful to work on this land and I acknowledge that we need to protect and honor the history of the indigenous people from other tribal nations that have made innumerable contributions around the world. I share this in the hope that my listeners may join me in honoring our past, present, and future. Without this land, this earth, and each other, we are nothing. Before I go, please take 30 seconds now to leave us a five-star review by clicking on support the show in the show notes. We don't want your money. We want your words. A simple RTO rocks my socks expands our reach and helps us keep bringing you great content and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter, where we are at omnibus ride. You can also visit our website, omnibusride.com, where you can go to dive deeper into our content and learn more about the show. A special thank you to our amazing editor, William Das. We truly couldn't do what we do without him or Danielle. Be well, be safe, and keep in touch. Mm-hmm.